Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, is that right? Andrew's spinning a basketball. I'm in St. Louis. He's next to me. Uh, Noah is in Arizona. And we have a special guest today. Um, it is my friend uh, and uh, sound healer slash voice coach, um, just slash friend. And it's Aria. Is your last name? Tomei. Tomei. It's so good to be with you Aria guys. Aria Tomei. <laughs> Wait, like Marissa? Like Marissa Tomei. I've never met her, but I want to meet her. But Is it, wait, T-H-O-M-E? Yeah, with a little asterisk. Oh, how much? Or not asterisk, Wait, you do little... an accent, they go? Yeah. Do you really use, do you, is it always been there or did you throw that in? I threw that in there when I changed my name. Oh my God, yes. yes. Because why not? <laughs> so my... now, it's, now it's legal. <laughs> oh, so before, how did you pronounce it? Um, Tomei? Tomi. Tomi? Mm-hmm. Okay, so straight up out of the gate, Aria is uh, transgendered. Yeah. Wait, and what? Yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, don't leave us. Oh, you, you oh didn't tell me. God. You didn't tell me he was transphobic. Oh god! <laughs> I didn't I know until now. Get out, Andrew. Just Can you imagine? Uh. Um, 
So Arya's trans and and changed her name both both of her names. That's so I yes. didn't know you were able to amend the second one. Why did you do that? Well, I did some research. Well, you know, I'm a musician. I'm a choir director. Yes. So I did some research about genealogy, and I found out that I'm related to a French composer, Francis Francis Tomei, um, and he has a town that he's from. The town. T H O M E with the <laughs> what do you call it? The, a town. He yeah. has a town. Yes. <laughs> so he has a town. Yeah, he has a town in France, and he owns the town. The composer. No, well, he's dead. Okay, but he was from a town. He was from a town. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was a famous composer, and so then I learned that my last name is not German, which is what I grew up believing, and it's actually French. So I thought French is much cooler than German, so. It is. Um, no offense to any. Yeah, so I started. Yeah. French is more feminine. Oh, God, I was yeah, dying to right? be French. It feels very much. <laughs> Everything you sound like in Germany just, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I, I'm offending so many Germans, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> they, they can take it. Right. They're hard people. I had a history teacher who said, everything you, sound, everything you say in French sounds like you're asking for sex. But everything oh. you say in German sounds like I'm going to kill you. It sounds like you're asking for, you know, sex with poop. Yeah, it's weird to right. yell at your wife while asking a fucker. Don't say that to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you actually I, know French. I some. do. I was trying to think of like where <laughs> is the bathroom if that sounds like, do you want to have sex with me? How do you say where is Quand it? Le, yes, uh, yes, banyo? I, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I'll meet you um, we used to get so I I also added an accent aigu to and an extra e to my middle name Renee. Did you? My parents named me Renee R E N E, but they they named me after their friend Rennie, but they thought that no one that would be too weird of a pronunciation sure. for that name, so they made it Renee, even though they spelled it the way, and they named me after Rennie, who was like this cool girl they knew. So they robbed me of a cool pronunciation. How then they, they gave me the Renee, but then they, Renee, R-E-N-E, it's, that's the, that's the male French version, which is fine, mm -hmm. but they didn't know that. They thought they were doing, but the female, if you're Renee with, uh, and you are fem, the feminine version is R E N accent aigu with an extra, or R E N E accent aigu with an extra E. So I changed it in high school to that to make it like more French. Like legally, you went down no, to the, no, oh, God, okay. no, I'm not going to do guess, all the paperwork. Yeah, I can't imagine you going to the courts. No, no. <laughs> you know, I just did it for fun on like, you know, my school papers and stuff. Right, but I now, did mine illegally first. I want to do, um, I want to go by Rennie. But um, uh, I had a friend in high school also, uh, Lauren Hufford, and she made her name a Y for instead of an E on Lauren. Ooh. Oh. Just out of nowhere, she did like Lauren Hill. And we were just like, what is this? What and doing? she's back to the, I'm <laughs> sure she's back. But but you just are like trying to find something that makes you a little bit like unique in high school. Um but you changed your name officially and legally. You just got your license, right? Like you just I changed did. your name. Um, my, my name has been legally changed since about October two years ago. Yes. But there's so much red tape you have to jump through in Missouri to um, get your license. And um, if your name is changed, I mean, just forget it. I mean, they make you so many gender hoops you have to jump through. Um, but fine, like I couldn't do it. Like I just froze, like with anxiety. So yeah. I was like, oh, I freeze with anxiety when I have to get like my license renewed. Like I'm gonna <laughs> have the wrong papers. They're gonna think that I'm illegal. I'm gonna go to jail forever. All these anxieties you have about doing anything with 
even the po- going to the post office getting your passport renewed. Right? I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. And they're going to know about a parking ticket I have yes, seven years ago yes. that I didn't pay. Right. Yeah. And they and won't been... send you a license until you have three more documents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then add to that. I mean, talk about red tape, like in terms of just filling out forms and having the right forms and everything. You do when you're ch- changing, when you're trans and you're going through these, changing your name and, and getting all, your gender changed on your license mm-hmm. and all these things. You're still dealing with people who have to look at your paper and then look at you and kind of go, oh, that's what she's doing. Oh, you know, like okay. there's a judgment along the way in interpersonal relationships. Oh, there absolutely is. Um, in that process. So my Arizona, when I lived in Arizona, I had a license. And then when I came here... Um, I, my license was stolen, so I so that's why I had to get a Missouri license. But when I was just at the DMV recently, um, I had to bring my court papers that said that my name was changed and my gender was changed. And you could just tell, by the way, that she looked at her paper, looked up at me, looked at her paper, looked up at me, and just these eyes of judging just like shot daggers down You're not 5'4". <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're I, tr- I, tr- I tried to convince her. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Okay. Right. Oh, it's so much. Take the heels off. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just, we were talking about this yesterday. I had a voice lesson that turned, it was just two hours yeah. of us like hanging, you know. Right. Minus, like 20 minutes of voice work. A little bit of then, singing. Yeah, a little bit of singing, but it was mostly hanging and just like, I don't know if I were trans that I could go through all of the stuff you have to go through to, I, I might just like feel defeated and just go, okay, I'm just going to live a lie my entire life because it's too much of an inconvenience to people. People are going to think this way about me. They're going to think I'm trying to get attention. They're going to think that I'm lying about like their uh, people's opinions about me would feel so overwhelming and also uh, add in all the paperwork on top of it but all the like you know political nonsense that oh is- god the political nonsense since since trans has been so tied up with um with politics lately like when i came up to my parents uh my dad was like you're just making a political statement can you imagine uh, how, long, how long ago was this and um, when yeah it finally came out to them probably about four years ago when did um, you know that like because trans was not like a thing you kn- we knew about you're 39 i'm 38 right andrew's 41 42 42, 42. so we are all around the same age when we were in high school i didn't know what trans was i thought there's men that like to dress as women mm-hmm. and those are cross-dressers which is and then there's drag queens and like i had them all lumped together but i didn't know there was someone who identified like felt they were born in the wrong body until i don't know when but once it was a thing that i heard about i got it immediately i don't know why it takes so long for everyone to fucking get it but it does and it still does and people still think people are doing it political statement to get attention right to just be it's in vogue you know establishment right um when when did you hear about trans and be like uh, you know transgender people and be like oh my god that's me did you have that moment no that's really interesting um no i grew up in a very conservative catholic bubble so i went to uh you know catholic grade school catholic high school um yeah (laughs) years and years of therapy honey (laughs) just um (laughs) so like i didn't have the the language after puberty like i didn't have the language to understand what's going on i was like i just feel different I don't know how to describe it, but did but you want to hang out with girls when you were younger? Like, did you were you did you gravitate more towards 
more I, feminine things? Like, did, what What did I you... I did. I, I, you know, my brother was really into monster trucks. I was like, fuck no. Um, one, nothing to do with that. Like, Christmas, did you get toys that you're just like, oh, God, I guess I have to have It's like, these. what am I going to do with this Like, toolbox? if I was a little girl and was yeah. getting boy toys, <laughs> yeah. I would have been a little bit... Mm-hmm. I would have longed for the dolls my sister was getting. Like, if that was just, you can't have those. There's something... That's why I don't understand when people can't understand, like, th- th- how... Y- you know trans people they don't understand like how can you feel a different way inside well when you were a kid what did you want to play what did you gravitate towards what if you were like barred from playing with those things exactly i just wanted to sing and you just wanted to sing and do music and um i remember one time oh there's a really defining moment uh halloween when i was in fourth grade i i cross-dressed so i dressed up as a woman for yeah for halloween one night oh my god i've never seen my dad so livid and say as long as you're living under this roof, you know, one of those speeches. Oh, wow. I was like, I, I was 10 years old. So that <laughs> probably like, stopped you from exploring That stopped me from you probably exploring saw how happy it for a long time. And how, like, confident you were. Yeah. And, like, all the things. Like, you, he probably saw you kind of, like, pop to life. And, like, and he saw maybe, like, oh, you know, he, he at the time wants right. to do this. Now He's th- going to want to do this more, and I got to squash. It's like so sad. Now that you put it in those terms, yes, I, I did pop to life. Like my hair was curled, I had clip on earrings, had a dress. My my sisters put like lipstick and yeah, can you makeup imagine on being me, a little girl to everyone out there who's a cis it. girl, like never being allowed to wear a dress? Or like some girls are just tomboys, and maybe that doesn't resonate with you. But I would have felt f- very sad to not be allowed to have Barbies to like play little pretty, pretty princess. Mm -hmm. Or if I played it, it was like a joke that I was playing it because I'm a boy. Like to not be able to like, like the things you like because that's not for you is just. And the one person giving you unconditional love is very conditional. Like the most conditional. So conditional. The one person you feel like you could lean on. Right. Isn't there. And so you go through that experience and then now you're going through high school and you're going through puberty and you're feeling these changes. Like, so confused. Yeah. Did and, you tell and anyone? And afraid probably, right? Like I, 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 was, feel... I was absolutely very afraid of yeah. like, who I was. I was like, I don't know what this is. Um, so there was enough language like, for me to be like, okay, maybe I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, um, okay. There you and go. So that was the first thing that I came out as. I came out as a gay man because you were attracted to men, or that you felt um, feminine. No, like, because it... I felt feminine. Okay. So, so I thought I had like one or two choices. I could um, be heterosexual or gay. That those were the two choices. Yeah. I mean, I would have assumed um, so too. Like, because obviously we didn't have any um, LGBT friends yeah. um, growing up or any of that. Um, kind of so, before the internet too. Like yeah, really before, before the internet, yeah. before we, you know, you know, constant news, before yeah. news cycles, be- really before like trans rights really started taking off, and these horrible anti-trans legislations started coming through. Like we just, I again, I was in a bubble. I had no idea any of this existed. Um, so, but but I was still like too afraid to come out as gay. So, um, what did ha- it feel like? There was something maybe off about that. Um, label for you even like did you feel like okay good I I'm not weird like I found my people like I found a group that once I'm out of this house I can go be a gay man or was it like "Mm, this doesn't quite fit either it was it was both Mm -hmm. I I started working at a gay bar I started playing piano and singing at a gay bar on Tuesday and Sunday nights Mm -hmm. and is this high school or 
post high school. This was college. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, these are more of my people. Like, Where was this? This was, um, it's not there anymore. It used to be called The Heights off of Jefferson. Oh, but here in St. Louis. Yeah, here in okay. St. Louis. Um, and then, um, so I started working there. So and you grew up, I'm sorry, but did you grow up here in St. Louis? Yeah, I grew up in St. Louis. Okay, so you grew up in a state that is very conservative. Yeah, and like, we okay. didn't have any gay people in yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, people, no, I, just, gay I, people I was just exist. wondering. We where. didn't have any. They just, we got, you So it's know, even scarier in a random. state too right. that is like, yeah, yes. okay. So and I remember one time, I'll remember this also um, for my father. Um, and I had, I have a decent relationship with him now. That's another story. But like, I remember like sitting with him like at the breakfast table and he was reading the news like he always does. Um, and he was reading an article about a taxi driver who refused to give uh, an inebriated gay man a ride based on principle because he was gay. And I remember my dad being like, well, good for the taxi driver. I wouldn't have ever, Ugh. you know? And then he told me a story about how, you know, because my dad's a plumber, um, totally respect his profession, but he, he had a, a gay man who was also at the same plumbing company and he absolutely refused to be on the same shift as him or to drive in the same van, you know, because they went Your two by two. sounds gay. So honestly. I no had, offense. right, no offense taken. Because obviously there's no offense to be had if you're gay, but that right. sounds like someone who's very gay. So like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Plumbers, so, they love the smell of people shit. That are, <laughs> people that are like so scared of gay people. Yeah, you're a little well, gay, man. Like, right. if you care that much, but also, do you think that your dad telling you that, like, choosing to read that story to you, was him noticing that you were a little bit more effeminate than a little he bit more liked, effeminate? Yes, and it being was, like, I need you to know that this is not okay. And right. I'm just going to share this anecdotal. That's absolutely true. Because mom and the dad newspaper knew. newspaper article was from like three years ago. He's like, oh, oh, oh look at this. Whoa, breaking right. news. He's reading the sports man pages. Yeah, yeah. Man refuses gay ride. Weird. <laughs> that, that's from 1948. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But yeah. He's, he was well aware that I was mama's boy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and mama's boy, you know, tends to be gay a lot. Mm -hmm. Did you get um, bullied for being effeminate? Did I did. Did people call you gay? Was it like a thing that? It was, yeah, I got called gay in more in grade school. Yeah, in high school, I just beat everybody to the punch and yeah. like ran for class president and got that right away. Um, oh my god, that's that's so. What, I was like, uh, uh, you guys aren't going to touch me. I'm going to like that's the what a guy first in my female president. Did. They had no idea. Right, exactly. <laughs> 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 the first trans president. <laughs> we that's did amazing. it. Amazing. <laughs> Broke the glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right in a disguise. Yeah, that's so interesting that um, so, yeah, you threw yourself into like, look over here. Like if I'm just doing all of this, you you and did you make it's not like you made fun of yourself necessarily. You were just no, but I was small. I was underdeveloped. And, you know, the girls in high school were like, oh, cute. He, you know, he at the time. So he wants to be class president. That's cute. We'll vote for him. Yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> but did you have girlfriends, boyfriends? Like, I what, did. I didn't did. have any boyfriends because two words, boyfriends. Um just because I didn't, I hated sports. I could not get into like, I didn't, you know, because. But you didn't have any guy friends. I didn't have any guy friends. You were mostly friends with girls. Yes. Gotcha. Um, because. Th did you have any romantic partners in high school? I did. I had. And we will get back to that and get all the details right after this break. Andrew! Every cowboy in the world is a growing out of time.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for Season 3, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, 
start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Um, Andrew discorded his Gatorade in his mouth. <laughs> You're loving that bottle. You I can't have wait to, to stop doing that. that because it sounds uh-huh. like it sounds like someone's pissing when I'm editing the show back. It does sound like someone's pissing it's, in your mouth. It's not good. <laughs> Remember, we're audio too. Oh, God. <laughs> it really does. Like he's in the corner. <laughs> oh, man. Let uh, me get in your cab. It does sound like it's like piss on a carpet. Why does your yeah. tongue have a <laughs> It's already wet to begin. I think I'm going it. wet on wet. Yeah. My mouth is very wet yes. and I'm throwing water. Just suck in on the it. Water. Can we hear what it sounds like if you suck on it? I think it's like a, made to suck on, yes, but it is. I'll do it. Are we on the air? Oh yeah, yeah that's better. Okay. Yes, we're on right. This, I, this I is no entertainment. Idea. Aria's like, is this? Do people listen to this shit? All right, transgender, transgender. <laughs> oh, you look like a baby sucking a nipple. That is not a. I don't that's like kind of cute. No. no, I have too much skin. There's so much skin in here. Yeah. I have this. It's a lot. You have too much skin. Oh, I, I don't think you have too much skin. Why do you always say that? I don't know. I just have a big from nose to lip. A lot there, of meat there. Yeah, so much meat. And it just keeps getting more and more the older I get. It just keeps falling. <laughs> I swear. I look at old photos of me and I'm like, I didn't have that much meat. Something happened. Either my nose got higher or my lip got Oh my got gosh, lower. do that again. Lift your nose up. That's huh? such a funny look for you. Is it better? Wait, just do the tip like like you, I like almost, yeah. So now, now. Hey, no. what's up? <laughs> you want to go to Calabasas? <laughs> you look like a the Whoville. I'd say yes to that face. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks. All right. Wait a second. Aria, I'm dying to know. So you had romantic relations in high school. I'm just interested because I did not. And I'm like, what did you do? Like, I did. I, well, again, because um, you're not gay when you when you go to a Catholic grade school or high school. You can't be. You're can't not allowed be. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you just can't be. So um, I dated girls that I was friends with. So, I mean, the dating was hell of awkward. Um, were you ever the one to push it for it, or were they the ones? They were, were the ones who were pushing yeah. for it. Um, and it was really awkward. Well, like, were this, you into women though, or into girls? No. Or, oh, okay, so you're no, no. Okay. Um, so, like, things wouldn't work. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. We know what um, you mean. Yeah. And, and when you're in high school... It, I have that and I love women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different episode, right? <laughs> so did you feel like... Uh, did you feel like you were failing? Or? I felt like I was failing on the sexual front, like completely. Um, but so, were you like masturbating to men? Like, what, did you know how to make it work? Did I you know have how crushes I on boys? It. I did have crushes on boys. I, I, I feel like we're very similar. Like, I surrounded myself with women... I none of them came after me because I presented as a woman. Right. So I never had to like do anything. But I feel like I also felt this like nervousness around guys and like I wanted them so bad, but I couldn't even talk to them because I was scared of how much I wanted them to like and like I would disappoint them or like Right. But in a not in a similar way because it's not at all the same, but there's something similar about that of like you couldn't you weren't friends with guys. No. And you weren't obviously romantic with guys. No. And so you were just living this lie that you thought wasn't even a lie, really. You were just did you feel like it was a lie? The whole thing felt like a lie. The whole thing felt like something it was just the feeling that I'm like in the wrong place at the wrong time. Just I didn't know that later it would manifest itself as like 
being in the wrong body. Right. It, it was just a place like I'm in the wrong room. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to describe it to anyone. I don't like the lights are out and I don't know which way to go. I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is down. Um, it was just this feeling of disorientation. Did you write about it? Did you, how did you deal with that? Like, did you hurt yourself? Did you? No, I poured myself in school. Okay. So, yeah. like, I was number three a Torian. Like, I was Valley Victorian, but I was number three. Yes. But, and, like, I was in NHS. I was in, yes, you know, National I was, Honor Society. I was class yeah. president for four years. And yeah, so you just had an identity, one that you could control. So I, yeah. And you poured yourself into that. I poured myself into that, poured myself into academics and yeah. music. And it's like, well, I'll never find like romantic happiness. That's just something that's going to evade me for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I was going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so, and then, like I had this really distorted view of like masturbation as well growing up. Oh yeah, Catholic. Because, even if you're masturbating to the right. se- the gender that you uh, should, in huge Catholic quotes, right? Be, in, in huge Catholic quotes, that's already that's wrong too. So um, the talk, quote unquote, the talk that I was given was when I was like a sophomore in high school. I came home from high school one day, and mom's like, "Oh, I got a book for you on my bed," and I was like, "Okay," uh, and I went went into her bedroom and on her bed was the book like God, Sex, and You or something like that. So it was like a Catholic perspective on like sexuality. Um, Oof, so I would love to get my hands on that book. It oh. was just... I mean, it's probably so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got off to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah. all the repression of not being able to do things. Right. There's something uh, that is erotic about being like, you are bad, you can't do this, oh, and being yeah. like, I want to, and they're like, right. you can't. I mean, that's like all I that's get off to. Sexual, so even though yeah. like by, by the time I was a sophomore, I was more independent thinking, um, and I had fallen in love with a the band queen at that time so i was very much for like gay liberation like but even so you knew so you were like i'm gay and i'm gonna get really into these gay things yes so i knew it but like i was still shamed thank god for music too i know thank god and like a band and and, and uh, a, a flamboyant band leader i know like thank god for queen yeah like, if freddie murky was here today like you know they always tell you like if you had like one person from a you could bring back from the dead like me yes. it's always freddie mercury for me yeah did you enjoy his that biopic oh i did yeah i, I haven't really seen did. it yet okay um and i've read a lot of its biographies yes um but i found so much solace in his music and elton john's music just because they were who they were and they didn't say sorry about it yeah um but but even though i was sophomore and i was like starting to like think for myself and form my own opinions there was still that like i'm living under this roof um, where fake news stories are le- read to me and yeah. um, where like you're given books of shame for yeah. thinking how you think. Um, so but when you masturbated, you were thinking about dudes and did you feel like so much shame afterwards? I did. Oh my God. Loads yeah. of shame. Just yeah. like self-loathing. Loads is an like, operative put, term. I was put on antidepressants so early as a kid. Oh really? So they, they noticed that something was wrong. They noticed that something was wrong. Um, That's not... I got to give a little credit to whoever put right. you on those because someone's paying attention. Right. And it was Unless, mom. It wasn't it was dad. Because mom. Yeah, yeah. mom or dad really didn't believe in like, you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps, you know. Yeah, punch yeah. a horse or something. Right. Like <laughs> insert every cliche you've ever heard about manning up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and mom was like, you know, you're probably depressed. Um, so, you know, they tried to put me to a couple Christian counselors and I just like saw right through their bullshit right away. And those like... We're like one appointments and done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all the shame. And then, 
so I was dating. So interesting fact. I don't think I've ever told you this. Um, I so I was dating this girl in um, in high school, and the reason we were dating is because we had no good reason to break up. Mm. Like there that's was every relationship. And, <laughs> I know. I was like, that sounds familiar. Um, no, there. So were you guys having sex? Probably not because no. it's Catholic. No. Okay, it, so you're just doing. But yeah, there was no problems because you guys were friends. Probably right. We were friends, so like there wasn't like. It didn't matter that it didn't work. It was like... Um, it didn't need to work because you weren't supposed to be using it anyway. Right. We were both like good Catholics. Like, yeah. Afra- like afraid to say the word And I got to say, like, girls don't know how things are supposed to work for boys when you're hooking up in high school, especially if you're like, haven't had any experience. I would never be like, you can't get your dick up. Like, that's a that's not even something I'd say now, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, at least I would know there's something <laughs> dysfunctional about it. Right. Yeah. Then I would just go, I guess it doesn't get hard. Like, I wouldn't know. Yeah, especially we we just I think maybe high schoolers now with the internet know how a penis should work, but right. I don't think um, back then I would have been like my boyfriend can't get it up. Like it I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, thank God. As I a teenager, you can't it. blame it on whiskey. You gotta be like, <laughs> I got you who dick. Uh, I'm <laughs> right. Too much of the you Sunny D dick. <laughs> is that what the D stands? Yeah. <laughs> so like, like how explicit is the show? Is it pretty very good? very explicit? yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like dry humping to the point of okay, ow, that hurts. Let's stop. Yes. Yes. But that's also high school. That's everyone's high school, right? That's my college experience. Yeah, you just wouldn't have a wet spot in your pants afterwards, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Or maybe what? Like, would you? Could you close your eyes and think of a dude? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, but and, and sometimes that worked. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, you're watching. W- She's all that. You're focusing on the Freddie Prince Jr. parts exactly. while it's going in the background. Exactly. You guys are dry humping in her, her mom's basement. And then afterwards, we're like cuddling and holding each other. Like I'm staring off at the wall, like into this like deep abyss. It's just like. This is not right. Yes. With Something what, about all this. With what you've experienced, like, because nowadays kids, like, so much is out there about this. Where sure. kids are starting hormone therapy very young. And then you're saying, like, you because of probably how closed off you were, you didn't, had no idea what the hell right. was going on. Now with parents that are extremely supportive and, like, giving therapy or hormone therapy to like kids that are 11 12 how what are your thoughts on that as a yeah when did you know person like how early should you start i mean i guess it's different for every kid how old if you would have been in, in an environment where you were totally supported for who you Such were what question. what age would you have been like yeah i'm not trying I to know, put you on the spot either this. like this is i like, think sometime in seventh or eighth grade yeah it's when i knew yeah Puberty. i gotta yeah. say like that's when you that's when things click for people like that's when people start getting depressed mm-hmm. like if you talk to mm-hmm. people that are like that's when girls get eating disorders that's when i got my eating disorder when i went through puberty which was late like 17 but like it always lines up like you th- the shift of knowing who you are and not being able to like and an eating disorder is, is in response to like i know who i am and i don't like this and i have to do something about it it's like those are the puberty is when mm-hmm. that shit sets in it really does and so, I'm, I'm all yeah. for like you know, I do believe that people know like a lot earlier. Like, I think people know when they're eight or nine. Like, I totally believe that, and I totally am supportive of parents. Like, do you think you would have known earlier had you been m- more? Your parents had been more like, uh, you know, like, I think here, so. Choose what toy you want. Choose oh, what absolutely. color you want to wear. Absolutely, like, gravitate absolutely. towards. Yeah. Be, have Halloween be every day. If my parents knew that that people could be transgender, I think if my parents knew that, um, and that was. I don't want to say presented to me as an option. Your dad would have lost a lot it, more shifts. Right. People, <laughs> no. I, but if I knew that transgender was a thing when I was growing up, like, mm-hmm. 
I think my parents would have saw like like me dressing up when I was in fourth grade as a woman. Like, yeah. okay, well, he might be a little different. Like, let's let him explore that instead of like just jumping down my throat and like making me afraid to come like 50 yards within a dress. Yes. But it made you class president. It did. Ever- <laughs> it did. Without that, you never would have ran. Good, that's what they God, that's true, said. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. You never would have been <laughs> right. as strong as you are. Did you, you know? uh, do you remember the first time you heard about trans or like that was a thing and go like, was it like a epiphany? Do you remember? It honestly wasn't until like late college. Yeah. Um, but by that time, by late college, well, let me back up a little bit before that. So, so I dated this girl, um, and we had no reason to break up because we were good Catholics, and we didn't get in arguments. She was Valley you just dry she, she yeah, and she was Valley Victorian. Oh wow, too um, above you. right? So, like in this friendly little competition, so like <laughs> we never got in an argument. Um, so we were actually engaged to be married. Whoa! Yeah, you proposed. I did. Oh my god! It was the most awkward thing in the world. Oh, my were god. you guys best friends though? Like, we did were. you love her? I, and I in still a love her, way? and I still talk to her to this oh, day. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and um, but it was one of those situations where it's like we have no reason to break up, so we just keep going. Um, anyway, finally, like you know, because I was working at the gay bar concentrically with this at the same time. Um, How did you explain that away? Oh, I was, just a uh, oh, eventually I told her, I was like, well, I'm bisexual. And okay. even though I'm attracted to men and women, I'm going to be faithful to you. So mm-hmm. that's cool how that. I explained that away. Um, and the priest who was going to marry us at the time, oh this is interesting. The priest who was going to, the Catholic priest who was going to marry us was like, okay. And then, you know, she went off to college, I went off to college. And then finally he brought me into his office, like, how do you really feel about this? And I totally broke down mm-hmm. and said, like, I don't think I'm straight. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I don't think you are either. I don't think you should get married. I think you should move away from St. Louis. Whoa. What? Yeah. The Good last one him. was a little much. Yeah. Oh, move, like, not in a mean <laughs> I, I heard get that. Get out of town. That's <laughs> how I heard it. He wasn't like, get the hell out. He was oh, like, I heard it like, Do you think yeah, don't look back here, you see? <laughs> he was like, you need to go somewhere okay. away from where you grew All up. Right, that where means- they'll accept you. <laughs> right, and fi- and find yourself. Yes, okay, where yeah. you can be free yeah. to. Yeah. So you headed so, towards Portland. Yeah, I wish. No, it was Arizona. Where, okay. Oh, my God. Where guns were plentiful. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Arizona. That's where Noah is. That's right. Yeah. Where, where in Arizona did you go? I lived first in Mesa and then in Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, but but anyway, at the gay bar, so I, like I decided that like I was bi, and then it wasn't until he called me into his office when I was like, "No, I'm not bi. I'm actually gay." So was he cool? He was very cool. Was he? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Like yeah. he's like, run, don't end up what I like. He's like, I know exactly I'm how stuck. you're feeling. Yeah. You just That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Him so, becoming class president was putting on a priest outfit. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, that really. We is. all yeah, have our class all, president yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's why I have a basketball. <laughs> right. That's oh, your man. <laughs> I'm a big man. <laughs> um, and so, so how how my dad handled this, which was interesting. Um, and again, just, you know, cause he's this imposing figure. He's six foot four. He's huge. Like just, you know, I'm five, seven. He's just an imposing figure. Man's man kind of, you know, never misses a hunting season kind of a guy. Um, NRA lifetime member. Um, when, when I was moving to Arizona and when I broke off the engagement, he was like, this isn't that gay thing. Is it? Mm. 
Wait, it, I don't. It, could, had you brought it up before, Tim? Never. This isn't that gay thing. Like the. But that was his words. That gay thing. Oh, like like you you didn't catch that gay thing, did you? As if it was like a virus that was going yes, around. Yes, yes, yeah. that gay thing. Yeah, and mm. more and more people were getting it. Oh, you're stupid, Dad. Um, and, yeah, and stupid it, in a loving way, like of just like how dumb, how ignorant. Yeah, exactly. And my was what's <sighs> interesting was my sister had come out before me. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, and oh, that was a bombshell. Like Dad called all of us and said re- regarding certain events that have happened in our family, like we are not going to discuss. And all of us were like. Bullshit. We're just, we're proud of Mary. We're going to tell everybody we possibly can. Yeah. Um, that she's like come yeah. to herself. Were you like, yes, I have an in. Now I was. Mary led no, the way. I was so cl- yes, I was so excited. Um, but then when Dad phrased that question, like this isn't that gay thing, is it? Like I just didn't have the inner fortitude at that moment to, to be like, yes, it to is. To be like, yes, thing. it was. Now they got cool guns in Arizona, Dad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go where the AR-15s run like water. <laughs> Or something. Hunt the javelina. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So So I packed up my geo and my manly geo and I got out of there. So you said no. It's not the gay thing. I said no, it's not the gay thing. I just need to go and find myself and find out what I want to do with my undergrad career and go on from there. Um, And so I decided to drive to Arizona. And when I was drove to Arizona, I, um, I lived with my sister friend my sister's friend who was also a gay gay man a gay teacher um and so i was going to explore my sexuality i was going to explore who i was as a person and had you ever been with a man no at this point no i take that back no take it back i I took it back because i just (laughs) remembered um in my senior year of college because i was you know playing the gay bar regularly right um i had hooked up with two different men at two different periods Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like shit. This is it. Like, like um, now it's working. Like it works, and I don't have to like think about something different. Yes. Um, like uh, I woke ne- up next to you, and like it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Um, but I still felt that I needed to leave somewhere. Yeah. And like, even though I was accepted in the gay community, I um didn't feel like I come out in that community because I was so close to family. Where family was yes yeah so you got to arizona and then you you explored it i did i started dating and but what was um at the same time bad was i like i jumped into being a choir director and doing music right away so living as a gay man but also doing music and having my professional career as a choir director i let my career kind of take over mm-hmm. and like didn't date as much as i should have yes. as someone who is like exploring themselves. Because you also were not technically a gay man. No, I so wasn't. So it's still not the right fit. So, so what for you is, was the moment, what to you is the, because I think people get held up of like, what's the difference? The how di- do you know that, What? Uh, yeah. how do you know you're trans and not a gay man? How, do, how does that all feel? Um, it, oh, someone described to me. It'll come back to me. Um, it, It's just, Knowing that these aren't my people, knowing yes. that this is not my tribe, this yes. is not my, I, I, I can't put worth to it, but not like you share as much. This as. is not, this isn't it. Yes. Um, it also makes a lot of sense yeah. to me that like you, you seem to throw yourself in the work, which everyone like, yes. but because you're trans that you're like, well, why are you not taking the time to explore your sexuality more? Like you're not doing th- It's like, no, a lot of people just focus on work. And not think within but themselves. But I can see yeah. how 
even the you it's know, deflecting. Yourself, it, it still is avoiding. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm saying we all to, avoid. We all yes. avoid it. Like it makes sense to be like, right. yeah, I was just focusing on my career for that. Maybe I'll start focusing on right who I am yeah. or or whatever I am. We all do that with a lot of things. Another know? reason that, yeah. um, but we expect you know you're trans. You have to figure it out. Why are you not figuring it out? Like, How come you haven't well, maybe, figured it out? Yeah, like, yeah, maybe I'll figure it out next. Right. I'm lazy. I'll go in three years. But also, so. it could be something that you're just putting off. Of course, because you just yeah. don't want to. Which one it was? You don't want to take the chance. Yes. You don't take the risk. You don't want to. Yeah, you you don't want to do something that you feel is inherently wrong because of how you were raised. Right. And part of what complicated it was, so I grew up in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I was a choir director in a Catholic Church. So, like, if I came out as trans, I'd be fired instantly. Yeah. Just, that's the environment as is. I, I lost a job here in St. Louis for being trans um, when I was outed. Um, you were outed? Mm-hmm. We'll hear that story right Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for Season 3, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. How were you outed? Okay, so I, when I first, let me back up a little bit in Arizona. So I was directing a 50-voice female choir, like kind of barbershop-ish kind of show tunes. Um, and so we had this small little group that would get together for an afterglow. So we just had wine, drank all night and, you know, had dinner. Went down on each other. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little dinner parties and went down <laughs> on each other. Right. Nice. And, um, you know, one of the women was like, well, what if you're trans? And then. Because you were just like kind of talking about. Yeah. We were talking about like yeah, sexuality, like identity growing up, just. You know, things all that had related. And this was a Catholic and, program? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. this, this was, was totally secular. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. What if I am trans? Um, so we kind of kicked that around a little bit. And she was like, well, I'll tell you what. I'm friends with this doctor, and I want you to, I want you to go see her. Um, and why don't you guys just talk and have a conversation and just see where it goes. Um, and so I went and saw this woman who I found out later was like the trans therapist that all trans people go to. Oh, really? Yeah. She just happened to be friends with one of the choir members. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like total serendipity. Um, And she started asking me all these questions about growing up, about like cross-dressing and like, you know, my, the number I was in the, like the order of like, you know, of second youngest and just asking a whole bunch of probing questions about how I grew up in my family life. How many kids are in your family? Five. I'm the second youngest. Do you know that that's like, there's something about like more, I know that gay men tend to be like further down the line. Further down the line. Yes. Why is because the woman's body like is drained of est- or is drained of testosterone? No, I don't like, know. I used to know. There's some kind of thing. There's something later chemically. born children are more likely to be gay men or I guess trans. Right. Too. And there are things, there are medicines I know that um, studies that have been linked to the medication that a, a mother takes. Um, when she's pregnant that can, that also have been known to lead to um, whatever happens in the brain to 
uh, inform you that you are female. Yes. Mm. You know, um, and so I've never had that conversation with mom yet about like what her diet was mm. while she was pregnant, what drugs she took while she was pregnant, what, how much stress was she under when she was pregnant. Um, it doesn't really matter either. Right. Because you just are. At this point, no, it doesn't no matter. No one needs to be blamed because there's nothing wrong with what ha- you are. Exactly. Like there's no, when people need to like figure out the source of like explain why it happened, suddenly like it's looking to place blame somewhere when really blame is just a way of uh, making something seem like it's wrong. Right. Right. So no one yet, or or I mean, I guess it could be like, well, let's figure out a way to make more trans kids by taking those. But I don't think that's what we are looking for when we research that. No, it seems I, like we're looking so. to squash that from happening, which is not a thing that should be done either. No, that should be done. We should yeah. be like preventing trans children. Yeah, to, but like, that is interesting. You can't even have that conversation with your mom. No, probably. and that's a conversation that I've, yeah. I've like just accepted that is yeah. laid to rest. That won't, won't ever happen. So in Arizona, so I, I was a... I left directing high school at churches and then I went and taught choral music at a Catholic high school and then everything went well. They gave me a $10,000 raise at the end of the year and then they called me into the office about, oh, I would say a couple weeks after school. Were you still uh, presenting as a man? I was still presenting as a gay man. Yeah. Um, And they said, um, we found some articles online where you identified as a gay man and um, we're really sorry, but that goes against Catholic doctrine. We can no longer have you hired here. We have to let you go. And so I was fired as a gay man. Mm. And so that led to a mental spiral for a, that lasted a good year and a half to the point where um, – I really don't want to get your show all dark. No, that's <laughs> but, where we usually go. Yeah, okay. Like, don't worry. We'll lighten it up with some. Uh, show okay. That we've so, had. so, and you can lighten this up because I've already been to se- we'll plenty of therapy. Yeah. I've already been to plenty of therapy to get through this. So, like, so I did try to kill myself when, um, because I felt that identity and yeah, you, know, being you just fu- lost your job. You just like who you are is wrong. What You're am I doing? Bad. Yeah. What? What? I, who I am is How bad. How dare you be this thing that you are? This great Arizona experiment was now coming to an end. Mm. I don't know what to do. So my family was like, um, "How'd you try to kill yourself? Hmm? How'd you try to kill yourself? I took, I don't know how many sleeping pills I took, and then um, oxytocin." Is that the pain? Oxy, Oxycontin. Cotton. Cotton. I, I always get confused between oxytocin and the, yeah, the, the, the feel good. The, is the hormone I think it sets yeah. off in your brain. The painkillers. I took so many painkillers oh and just tried to cut my veins. Uh, you can probably still see scars. This is all from that one time? Yeah. You just went. Yeah. And like just crazy? started slashing myself. Oh my God. And finally I took so many sleeping pills that I fell asleep. And just oh my God. fell asleep doing it. And then how did you not um, die? Then... Well, I fell asleep. And did you write I, a letter? No. I did yeah. just like, I'm done. Most people don't. No, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I've written dear mom and dad letters since then. Right. And then have since never, obviously I never sent them and yeah. have always convinced myself to come well, out of trans them. Trans people kill themselves more than a, any any people. Trans women, it's estimated that about 50% of trans women will try to kill themselves at some point in their life. Jesus Christ. 50%. Yes. Okay, so yeah. how did you not die? So so the sleeping pills knocked me out. I ended up like dropping the razor blade and I woke up the next morning with scars all over my body. 
Oh, and you woke up. Yeah, I woke up it. the next morning. Oh my god, just covered in blood. Was like, there a thought of you that you were like, "Am I still? Am I dead?" Like, did you remember what you had done? And were you kind of like, Fuck, "I didn't, it didn't remember work. at all what I did." Now I got to clean this shit up. Um, but then, as it slowly came back, I'm gonna to lose me. my deposit on my apartment because there's fucking blood <laughs> right? everywhere. But I'm like weirdly well rested. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's that? Yeah, I like slept like a while. You're like, like I took ten of milligrams of <laughs> melatonin. Exactly. Like, what? Aria, I don't think that really. <laughs> Was no. it? Was it? Um, did you? You re- were you mad that you were alive? Some people when they I was yeah, but I was like I'm alive for a reason. Yeah, I'm not gonna try it again. Let me just accept that this happened and see what I can do about keep putting one foot in front of the other and see where that goes. Was this the first time you, like, it all hit a wall or because until then were you depressed in high school where you thought suicidal thoughts because a no, lot of kids, I had never it's, yeah, it's yeah a lot kids of kids that, that actually commit suicide or like. Go yeah. attempted that are transgender, correct? Like I yeah, think, that yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. So you didn't have these kind of thoughts until later until adulthood. On. And yeah. did you yeah. do this on the heels of getting fired, like the, that night, or was it like? Did you try to talk to friends about it? Did you try to go back to that doctor? Like, did you? Was there anywhere you could go before you reached for that? There wasn't. Blade? There wasn't. It I was like immediately you went yeah. home and like boom. I was like, I was fired. I have no place to go. I don't want to go back to my family. I'm. Again, this great Arizona experiment of like living as a gay man obviously didn't work. You're just like, I got to not be Uh, here because I'm everything about me is wrong. And the thing that I want to be is wrong. Right. Why can how can I do this? And I errantly had the idea that um, that the only thing I was capable of doing was working as a choir director in the Catholic Church. I was like, as soon as I come out as trans, like I'm done. Like uh, there's something else I can do. Like yes. what am I? The one place that because I got my doctorate in sacred music that okay. like qualifies you to work yeah, in churches. Yeah, you're kind of um, stuck doing a certain type of thing. Final thought. So we got to close this up. But yeah. I want to just say that 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 makes sense to me. Is that you you've you put yourself in this position where the only thing you can do, like if suddenly I got suicidal when stand up was taken away from with the with mm. COVID, or if you know. I, I tend to go to those thoughts of like, I can't be here anymore when I feel like I, who I am inherently, I keep fucking up. I'm causing everyone else pain. Mm. Everyone's embarrassed of me. I, I can't stop who I am and I need to, I need to go. And that especially if the one thing I do is taken from me and I have no, I mean, it, it does put you in that position of like, okay, well then I just, I'm done here, I guess. My like, whole I tried. identity is worthless. So what do you do? What do you do? Do you just... Uh... Well, I had that mental breakdown. I tried to kill myself and mm-hmm. I went through an outpatient therapy program. And finally, my family... Oh, that's good. Family convinced me to move back to St. Louis. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move to St. To Louis. be a plumber. Right. <laughs> no, dad has told me he... There's, I would, just, there's he a, would, a new <laughs> opening at our, at our firm. There's, there's, my there's dad, a gay guy that right. just got... Your dad just gives you a plunger and you're like... It's time. But this time he owns his own did business. They know, <laughs> did you know? Did he know that that gay thing was a real thing at this point when you moved? At back? this point, he did. Okay, so because they had come back and visited, and, and your and, sister as they've married, right? Right, so and, and she, like had, she had she had been married. Of okay, course, of course they didn't come to the wedding, and well, it's long distance. It's far. Yeah, all the way in Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a very St. Louis joke that I right. would have been able to make a year ago. <laughs> Um, and so I came back to St. Louis. I was like, I'm going to come to St. Louis, get my mental health in order, and then I'm going to leave the country. Or not to leave the country, but that would have been nice. Yeah. Leave Missouri and then transition somewhere else. But 
as it turns out, I ended up transitioning here. But before I Good for you. was finishing transitioning, like hormonally and living like in society as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I, I was still working for a Catholic church. I don't know why. I will explore that with my new therapist tonight. Um, <laughs> well, it's all you know. Yeah, it's all I knew. And so then, if you can go back into it and so you see I, an opening where they don't know you're gay or maybe they're cool with the gay thing, then you you go back. Well, right. It's part of you being like, look, I'm I'm just a human being just like you. You want to be – there's something I think really positive about even if Catholicism is negative towards what mm-hmm. – but like showing them like, hey, I'm a human. Here I am. Well, look at what like, that priest did for her. There's one thing for you to right. hide. Yeah, like you could hide and go find a certain – but here you, you are in, going in into – close quarters, you can kind of take kids aside and be like, listen, I get what you're going through. Here's how I'm right. going well, like, there's, there's, yeah, there's something, something be- beautiful about going to a place where you're not invited but and being yourself. my therapist says this great thing, and I shared it with Ari yesterday. My therapist says that – in our romantic relationships, and I think even in the jobs we choose, the people we surround ourselves with, we're trying to mend the thing we did, the thing we thought about ourselves from childhood, whether mm-hmm. your mom didn't give you enough attention, your dad mm-hmm. didn't, didn't give you enough attention, whatever story you have about yourself in your childhood that your parents gave you intentionally, unintentionally, they're good people, bad people, it doesn't matter. We, we as adults, we try to recreate that exact same scenario where we're not getting what we got as child in childhood and we're trying to actually convince that person we are good. So like if you didn't get attention uh, from so your mom as a child as a child or they didn't like you know whatever you didn't get as a child you're trying to recreate that same exact scenario and then you're trying to prove it wrong and mm-hmm. so wrap mm-hmm. it up and so you're constantly throwing yourself back into the similar situation as your childhood as um being in a place where they don't accept who you are fundamentally. Right. And you'll really never, can, you're always trying to mend that. So you got to be aware of the choices that you make. And and it makes sense that you would keep going back right. to the Catholic church. It, I wanted to, by this time I was enough of a like socialist <laughs> and like just as far left as possible that I was like, you know, I want to be trans in a Catholic church. I want to just like say like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how I was feeling. Um, so I was close enough to the choir that I... So came, you are doing came, this for a political statement. Yes, absolutely. You're just doing it to just <laughs> challenge status quo. Yes, you know, um, just throw down institutionalism. And, yeah. Um, it's like, honestly, we don't have one straight guy that wants this job. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, like there's, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, I was out to enough of the choir members. Finally, one of the choir members... I assume it was one of the choir members um, outed me to the priest, and then the pr- priest called. Then you me got fired office, again, and I was fired from the Catholic directing job. And it was finally that time I said, "Fuck you, Catholic Church! I'm not going to work for you ever again." Good. Um, and now I work for a very open, firming Gethsemane Lutheran Church. Off of what Hampton. is it called? Gethsemane Lutheran Church. Gethsemane. Gethsemane, like the Garden of Gethsemane in the Bible. Oh, I thought it was like get, and then Gethsemane was like semen. <laughs> get semen in me. That's right. the kind of church I could be a part of. Um, Gethsemane Lutheran Church. Yeah, I'm sure they anyway, don't appreciate that joke, but okay, they won't appreciate that. Uh, joke. My pastor is an absolute fan of yours, Aww. so she'll listen. She'll listen to this Hello. podcast and laugh that we're making fun of our namesake. Well, that's great that you ended up <laughs> so in a totally church, though, open because, and affirming. Yeah, I've had a names naming ceremony. Um, that's right. Yeah, which was really beautiful, and I had my sisters who had come around to support me, like be my sponsors, so to speak, and be there around me when I was. Um, ceremoniously choosing the name Aria yes. and ceremoniously be, be giving the name Aria. Um, so there was some wonderful um, 
like liturgical ceremonial closure or um yeah you got like reborn yeah there is a sense of being reborn it's a, it's funny or being to baptized me, because in a way. when we first met i had no clue that you were trans i just thought you were a born a woman cis mm-hmm. woman like had no clue that um that you were trans and i felt a little bit nervous telling you once i found out you were trans like um i want I, I don't know if it's because to me being like oh my god i would never know you were trans makes it implies that there's something wrong with being trans or like oh you're getting away with no one knowing so like good for you but it was also i learned that and this isn't for everyone who's sure. trans but you you appreciated hearing like I really did. You're passing. Like it's not a th- because you, I think what people think so we were talking about this yesterday so many trans people feel like you know pe- people think they're trying to get attention and they're just trying to like be different and you know make a political statement when really trans people just don't want any attention. They just want to like be normal. They don't just want to live life. Yeah, they don't want you to have to know they're trans. They don't want everywhere they go to, for you to whisper and be like that's oh my god they're tr- like they just they want to just fly under the radar they're not they're looking to be treated equal not to be treated like better than or like special treatment so true and i think so, so often true. that we we think that they want something more than just equal rights but to get those they have to be a little bit loud and obnoxious sometimes because that's the only way change happens so right. don't don't misunderstand people fighting for trans rights of them wanting more than just what everyone else gets normally that's all they're asking for right it's never been a more than yes it's just so, equal to yeah well this has been we have to wrap this up but okay. this has been i feel like we tied it up pretty well i think so too yeah we got to a place where you are who you are now um i want to direct people to if they're in the st louis area your sound healing and voice lessons my mom takes voice lessons from aria yes. she is just if you're someone who's just wanted to explore your voice and you also give do you do piano lessons like what tell no, us what I do, you do well i do a Two, two main things I do. Um, besides, sound healing is your main. Sound healing is the main thing I do. And sound healing is like using therapeutic instruments uh, that, you know, obviously that produce sound. Um, but use them in a way that works with people's energy, whether that be like physical energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy, and kind of helps realign them and kind of helps repattern oh stress God, and anxiety so and depression. You would never know that lying on a table and having someone make noises around you yeah. right. would be so spiritually that's what Noah does yeah. she listens to Slipknot so... she lays down and listens to Slipknot and so... just gets calm there's like these gongs and these little chimes that you just go oh, I'm how sure. is this yeah. vibrating through my whole body and they, they, scientifically pr- proven I kind to of, like yeah I kind of rolled my eyes at it at, in the past but mm-hmm. I thought I felt very there's a vibration from my cat when he purrs that I feel that. Like, yeah. It's like it gets inside of me. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's pretty wild. Um, and so if you go to Aria, so A-R-I-A, Sound 108, Aria Sound 108, um, you can investigate. Dot com. I, I, yeah, dot com. I have um, everything about sound healing on there. Um, and you can message me about voice lessons or sound healing. Um yeah, but sound healing something that I always do is balance the chakras, um, get your energies flowing right. I always um, clean and cleanse your aura um, to see if there's any like negativity in there, any like repatterning that needs to happen, and always you know you know that fight or flight with within you, um, cortisol, um, yes, so adrenaline, yeah, that parasympathetic sympathetic system always balance that mm. and kind of work with whatever 
is going on. Yeah, um, it's like kind of scary to go do a, a, any kind of lesson or like a sound healing at someone's house because that's what happens. But she's got an amazing setup. She's so kind and understand. Like you don't, it's not awkward at all. It's just like, try something new. So if you're in the St. Louis area, try, check out or if you need a ariasound108.com. Or if you need a plumber. I also do that on the side. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking we could promote your dad's business too. Oh. Right, and I also give rides to gay men. Yeah. <laughs> Any car. Any and, car. And what was the, se- the second thing? Uh, voice lessons. Which voice you lessons. Give to Nick- so yeah. I, I give voice lessons to Nikki, which... We end up talking most of the time, but I do give voice lessons to Nikki. Um, I, I give just normal voice lessons. I also work with the trans population and helping with, to do vocal feminization. So working with their voice to kind of place it higher in their voice so they don't sound a lot of a lot of trans women are afraid that like once they open their mouths and speak that they'll be quote unquote given away. Yes. Um, and they they want their voice to sound different. Mm-hmm. So I, I've worked with um, trans women to kind of work with their voice, their speaking voice and their singing voice. Could you work with trans men too to lower their voice? Well, the oh. testosterone automatically lowers their voice. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I, I haven't yet yeah. worked with trans men, but I certainly would not be opposed to. Well, and you do you could do that over Zoom, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah, if you like what you heard here and you and any of it resonates with you, hit up Aria. Aria sound108.com mm-hmm. and um, you're going to be here tomorrow for our episode where we go through fan tracks so look forward to that we will so see excited. you tomorrow so on excited. the show don't be ca- and Jackson Mississippi something that makes me crazy is when people say well I had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.